Well, Mili Maliki Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. It's an old Bing Crosby song. This is Jim, the Keys bartender. It is the Eve, Eve, Eve squared of Christmas. And uh, this is the Keys bartender show. I guess I should have put a podcast. It's not really a show, is it? And if you're not familiar, if you're new to listening to the show, the Keys Bartender Show is a show about Keys life, life in general, bar life, and things like that. Today, we'll be talking about uh, being prepared in the Keys for Christmas and how it's slightly different than other places, but a lot of the same. And right now, at this moment, there's a meteorological phenomenon called the bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone is just really cold air coming down. And for the keys, that means um, that we're going to dip into maybe the upper 40s, which is really um, cold down here. And I'm not making light of other people. I have friends in the Midwest and up north and relatives in Poland, but they're not, I guess they're not getting hit by this. This originated, this system originated in the Arctic in this, in Siberia and it made its way over here. See the freaking Russians are at it again, right? Started in Siberia and it's down here. And we're going to be looking at the upper forties and fifties. Uh, today we'll be talking about the, I think it's the eighth drink of Christmas, which is the candy cane martini. And it's relatively easy. So I'm not going to really uh, spend a lot of time with that. Uh, but I'll tell you how to make it. But you have, if you have vodka and you celebrate Christmas, most likely you will have all the ingredients that you need for this martini. And also we're talking about uh, different preparations you need to do, especially in, uh, I guess, a small town, small towns in the United States, almost every small town, people have a problem getting access to shopping. And down here in the Keys, the, I guess, the tech uh, explosion has really helped us because uh there's a, there's no reason to have to really run up to the mainland. It's a real huge pain in the ass this time of year because traffic is crazy right now. And to drive up to the mainland, as I said, there's one main road. There's actually two roads going up the mainland, but one main road for all intents and purposes for people, unless they're willing to go up this other one, Cartown Road, which is actually a smaller road. And if you go on that road, there's a possibility yet you could get, well, you can get stuck on either of the roads. But down here, being able to shop online is a blessing, is a blessing. It's not so hot for uh, mom and pop stores. But then again, the down here, there weren't a lot of different stores that you can go shopping at. It was mainly gift shops. And it's funny, gift shops for people that are travelers, not really gift shops gift shops in a tourist location doesn't really work. You don't want to give your, your loved one a t-shirt that says, you know, uh, Key Largo, whatever thing on here, unless they don't live down here. But if they live down here, you're not going to give them the conch shell with Key Largo on or shot glasses with that. That would be a horrible gift. Years ago when uh, I was a lad in my twenties, 
I was the worst giver of gifts, the worst to the significant lady at the time in my life. And there were several of them. And I just didn't have the experience to be able to purchase or even ask what they really wanted. And I, you know, when you're younger, you hear like jewelry and, you know, jewelry scares guys, you know, you put anything in a little box, earrings or anything like that. You think that your significant other is going to expect the ring. So you got to really be careful about that. It's probably best to put it in a bigger box if you're going to give them jewelry. And this way, when they're open it, there's no like expectation and they're pleasantly surprised. It's like that scene from Love Actually when Alan Rickman, I'm remembering names today. I can't understand it. Alan uh, Rickman gives his wife, Emma Thompson, a gift in a box that looks like uh, something she found in his pocket, the shape of a box, a necklace. And it turns out he gave her a CD. That's major freaking disappointment. Uh, but if you, if I was going to give someone some, I always try to, well, obviously with your wife, you know, giving her a wedding ring is kind of redundant. You know, you can give them rings, earrings, jewelry is always a good idea if you're already hitched and you don't have to worry. Once you're, once you're married, you don't have to worry about what the box looks like. I mean, you should be somewhat, what do you say? How, how is the best way to say it? You should be particular about how you wrap something. Girls, uh, the ladies really do appreciate and ladies. Uh, I'm sure the men do appreciate the gifts and things like that. And women really, in general, not always in particular, women are much better gift givers than a lot of men are. Just buying a purchasing a very expensive gift doesn't make it, putting the meaning behind a gift. I once gave a woman I was involved with an electronic dictionary. She was in college, and I thought maybe that would be a nice gift today. An electronic dictionary. And, it, you know, I could have spent half the money, you know, at the time, an electronic dictionary was expensive. I could have spent half that money, but a bunch of jewelry and she would have been much happier than she was. So yeah, be careful. There's things like uh, in the old days when you see people buy a mop or a vacuum or a toaster, you know, if you buy a appliance, then you're really reaching saying, get a go. Oh, I bought you a new dishwasher. The dishwasher's for a house. It's not for a lady. Just apologize, guys. I apologize. You know, maybe what the 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 lady asked for, but you should give you sh instead of giving someone something they need. And that was also in the movie Love. Actually, it's really good to give something they want. And a lot of times, what they want isn't expensive as the things you think they might want. Unless, you know, if they tell you, uh, you know, a lot of it is they want to have meaning behind it. And I don't know if guys appreciate that as much when there's meaning behind the gift. How you do it, you know, buying certain clothes. When my wife buys me something, she'll look at it and she'll say, I thought you would look nice in this. 
Now, I would like to have the confidence to be able to purchase a dress or a chemise, a shirt, a blouse. I guess it's a blouse. We were having a discussion with uh, people at the bar whether the words blouse and trousers and a slacks. Slacks, trousers, and blouse. They're not used that as much anymore. But it, um, it's understandable. People know when you say it's a blouse instead of saying shirt. You know, and people have blouses. It's, it's, uh, blouse has a feminine connotation to it, even though blouse could be used uh, in the military. A lot of times they call a, a shirt or itself a uh, blouse. Yep, it's different. So b- um, being able to purchase, there are things you can get down here that, you know, the stocking stuffers you can always run around and get. There's, there's a thoughtful thing. I'm always a real be- uh, big believer. If you're not really killing it on the big package, uh, big ticket gift item, if you're not... Uh, it, it really goes a long way for some people to get, uh, if you have a stocking, to stuff it full of things that they'd want. You know, something sharp, things that they don't like luxury items that they normally don't buy for themselves. Uh, you know, gift cards, makeup. Uh, I, I have a tendency, you got to really be careful buying the makeup and stuff like that. But moisturizer and things like that. You just fill, you fill that stocking up with things. Guys like trinkets. Guys like, and you could put earrings in. You could put earrings. You could put a ring in there. If you really wanted to, well, obviously, you probably, if you're proposing to someone, I always thought that would be like a good idea to take something and put it in the stocking when you have a lot of gifts under the tree and we say, well, you didn't check the stocking. If you want to uh, propose to someone, you can always use that last thing. And it's the last thing pulling, you're pulling out of the item that um, like a jar of macadamia nuts and you just put right in the, inside it, maybe a ring because everyone's going to open up macadamia nuts. Why? Cause they're delicious. They're freaking delicious. So, yeah, purchasing things down here, it's always good to plan, especially when you're out there. And as we're approaching Christmas, we're uh, also in the Keys. We're approaching our busiest of our, let's say, seasons coming up. We Our busy season is coming up in about a month, but we're going to have about two weeks right about right after Christmas to a week after uh, New Year's to about January 10th. A couple times in the past couple of years, it really never let down. Once people, um, especially with all this crazy weather we're having, there's people probably going to be canceling their their trips right now because of all the, the flight cancellations. So, and, and obviously, you know, you're, it's hit or miss when you come down to Keys. Like I said, on Christmas Day, we'll be lucky if we make it to 50, 55, which is unusual for down here. We may get like three or four days. I always thought, geez, Mother Nature, take it easy. 
you know, we've had summer up until today. It's going to be like, it's 82 and muggy right now. And tonight is going to drop into the 60s. Tomorrow will probably make it to 70 and Sunday will be in the, in the maybe a high or low 50s, mid 50s, which is, is fine. And when, like I said before, I did that one eye closed thing. Uh, like I said before, when people down here, especially Florida born, when they get a feel of the you know sustained 50 degree weather, they are crazy. They are crazy. They um, last night. I don't understand this one. A lady came in with gloves. Came in with gloves. It was 72 degrees outside. She had gloves on and a jacket. 72. Tonight it's going to be crazy with the winter clothes. And yes, the low temperature tonight. 67, 66 at work. We do have an entertainment. We're expecting a little rain. I'm pointing over here, but I, I don't really want to show in the studio the outside because it's not particularly a great, you know, other view. You know we are in Florida, but you really couldn't tell we're in the Keys. As you can see right here, though, I got my uh, Christmas tiki bar thing. It could work for Christmas or maybe, I mean, I guess you can see the bows here. Let me get the bow right up here and the bow over here. Okay. That, uh, but if you took those bows out, that decoration would work for like the Hindu celebration of Diwali. Okay. I'm going to go to the, let's talk about the candy cane martini. And I didn't write down the directions on this one because I'm telling you, they're very simple here. The one I'm going to give you is when you have to purchase two liquors. You don't have to necessarily buy two liquors a lot of times. With, um, with vodkas and, and the clear liquors, you can do what we call an infusion, fruit infusion. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk about at the end about what, what to do with that. But the candy cane martini, what we do is a little vodka and peppermint, peppermint schnapps. And you do about two to a quarter. So if you have a three ounce glass, you're going to do three quarters of an ounce. If you, you know, depending on how many, just remember, if you use two ounces of vodka, you're going to use a quarter ounce of peppermint. You can always, peppermint schnapps, you can always go a little, uh, heavier if you need to make it sweeter, if you're not a big drinker of that. And if you really want to spice it up, you can throw a little, you could do vodka, Baileys, and peppermint. And you do about a quarter of Baileys and a quarter of peppermint and then the vodka and it blends together nice and makes that kind of creamy flavor and chilled. Obviously, always on the rocks. If you listen to the show, you want to take that, um, pour the liquor in. We, we had a big debate about this with someone who's new, they were making drinks and they said they put the liquor in first. And I kind of understand that if you're a new bartender and you're doing a free pour and you know the glass and you know what a, an ounce and a half of liquor looks like, it's easier to do it when there's no ice in the glass. But, you know, if you if you do have that problem and you don't like comfortable doing a thousand one, thousand two in your head, you might want to put the ice in later. But most bartenders... They put the ice in the glass first. You scoop the ice. You never take you never take the glass and scoop it in the ice. Never take the glass. Try not doing it with any cups because then you don't get into the habit. 
because the biggest, the biggest disaster you always have when you're making a drink in a crowded bar is someone breaking glass near your ice. And if you have a big ice bin, that means you have to take all that ice out. And we call it burning the ice. Because what, what you do is you keep on melting it, melting, you know, not melting, melting. You, di- you dig it out, dig it out until you have a little left. And then you start throwing hot water and you got to clean it out. Make sure there's no, you know, glass and ice have something similar, right? A similar quality to it. They're clear. So, you, you know, you don't, see, you don't see a piece of glass in, in chunked ice. You don't even think about that at home, do you? right? Having glass in your drink because you're using ice trays, ice bins and stuff like that. You're never really doing it. So when, um, even though I'm teaching about this martini, one thing you should always remember, keep the glass away from the ice. Use a scoop, have a scoop, go scoop that ice, put it in the glass. Don't put it over the, you know, sometimes because even scoop, you can break a glass with a scoop. When you use some of these glasses aren't you know, if you get those dollar store glasses, they break really easy. So be careful with that. And now I'm going to finish up right now with the, uh, before I finish, finish uh, with my uh, vodka, um, candy cane vodka. Oh, and also you, you can use a candy cane garnish. Now, the thing about Christmas and stuff, a lot of times you have candy canes hanging around. So with vodka, you could take for, it take about an hour and you take a bit of a candy cane and you just dissolve it in the vodka to taste. Yep. And there you go. You got candy cane martini. You made it with candy cane. It's a, the truest form. And you take, and whatever candy cane you have over, you can sprinkle on the edge. You can crush it. You can, you could crush the candy cane. And what you would do is take the martini glass and you use a syrup on it. What I mean, the syrup, you take a sponge, you make a sticky kind of uh, topping. So a simple, a thick, simple syrup in a sponge. And when you run the, a clean sponge, not your dish sponge, remember, you take the edge of the glass, you get that wet with the simple syrup, and then you got the crushed. Um, I know I should be showing you this stuff, but I'm trying not to, I don't do the, I guess with the video, I don't, I'll do the videos for martinis and how to properly prepare in martinis, but you can do this at home. You can do this at home by listening. Okay. So you get that edge sticky using simple syrup. You take the crushed candy cane and you run the edges. Um, you run the edge in that crushed candy cane and it'll cake, it should cake on the side. And then you pour your chilled martini in there. Okay, so we have, as I said, we are Christmas Eve Eve, and tonight we have live entertainment. It's really interesting this time of year um, to, uh, you see people coming back into town, our, our snowbirds, and I'd like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I think this is the last show I'm doing until, um, I guess the day off, it'll be the Monday, Monday on the 26th. We'll still be doing the 12 drinks of Christmas, even though we're only on eight. Why? Because Christmas doesn't end on Christmas. 
Okay, 12 days of Christmas went beyond Christmas, remember? To Three Kings Day. I don't know if necessarily if the 12 days of Christmas are the beginning of Christmas or it goes from, well, yeah, it does. So Christmas, I think Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and six days after. The first, second, third, fourth, five, fifth, sixth. You know, that song, The 12 Days of Christmas, I don't know who, uh, someone told me uh, today, I did a spin class and I did all Christmas music for the spin class. And it's hard to do because not all the music is appropriate for working out. When I say appropriate, it doesn't have the kind of beat that you want to work out to and things like that. So I, there's obviously new remixes and new covers of it that work. So um, what I did is someone mentioned in the middle of class, it says, uh, you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. They said, oh, I like that song. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. It's like a 1950s song. Maybe 1950s, 1960s. I, um, I'm not a big particular fan of that because I think it's kind of capricious. Why would you, if you're a kid, why would you want a hippopotamus? And a lot of times they don't really understand. They're used to stuffed animal hippopotamuses. But a real hippopotamus is one of the most dangerous animals in the world. I mean, a little kid would just be like a bite-sized snack to a hippopotamus. Why not ask for a viper? or a Bengal tiger, or scorpions. I mean, hippopotamus and stuff like that. And the 12 days, I mean, the, so think of the entitlement. You're going you're gonna to want uh, the way, the, the, all the things on the, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Now, that's nice. I mean, it is kind of like labor intensive. You got to get a pear tree. You're going to take the pear tree. We're going to put it in a greenhouse. You put the partridge in there. And what is the partridge for? Is it your bird pet or is it partridge for a meal? And uh, a partridge in a pear tree. Two, um, I got two, two French hens, three turtle doves, four, five golden ring, four. And I mean, all the ladies dancing, pipers piping. Uh, I mean, how obsessive will you have to be to go through all these things? And the five golden rings, five golden rings? Why would you give them five golden rings? Why don't you give them one ring? Would it, it, with the, if you're going to do the five, you might as well get a big rock. So, and then when they get to the 12th, the 12th item is just overdo it. And that's the reason why I did the 12 drinks of Christmas. Obviously, I'm not talking about giving someone 12 drinks, even though in my heyday, I had no problem doing 12 drinks myself. And I, I do endeavor to finish the, those uh, things. And uh, for all you parents out there, try to be a little more, let's say, and the one thing you do, try to be relaxed on Christmas. Don't stress too much. Pretty much what you got, you got. Uh, try to be, a lot of people forget what the true meaning of Christmas is. It's not necessarily about the gifts. It's about yourself and being there. Being there and present for the holiday with the people you care about. Because you can get hung up on the things you didn't get or the things you couldn't get for someone else. And you forget, you forget about the most important part of it.
your presence and the presence of your loved ones and the people you care about. So remember that when you're doing all that stuff. Uh, what was that? I was playing a song by the Kinks, Father Christmas. Um, kind of a downer song somewhat because the kid asked for a machine gun. Yeah, get me what I want. What I really want is a machine gun so I can scare all the kids at school. I guess this is a time when there were no, not as many mass shootings at that time. But, oh, what a horrible thing to bring up. I do apologize for, for that. But uh, they said, remember the kids have, when you're, uh, one line was, remember the kids that have nothing when you're drinking down your wine. To always remember, yeah, you're always going to, obviously, if you're listening, watching a YouTube video and stuff like that, you have enough wherewithal where you're doing okay. You're doing okay. And I hope you have enough heat and stuff like that. If you're in a part of, part of the world where it's going to be very cold, or much colder than us, there's people down here that are going to be very chilly. Very chilly because some people don't even have heat in their house. They don't have a heat. They don't have a heater. There, there's, there's so few times where it drops into stays prolonged in the 60s that some people just said, well, I don't really need a heater, do I? There was hotels like that. I remember working at a hotel and people were asking for blankets. So, well, thank you very much. Have a Merry Christmas and I will be back. Talk to you later. Bye.